Welcome to the Health Coach Nation podcast. My name is Haley Rowe. I'm a sales and marketing coach and strategist for health coaches, life coaches, and wellness professionals who want to become a leader in their field by building their online community, rocking their sales process, and finally feeling confident about how they promote themselves and their marketing. On this show, we talk about tips to grow your business, save yourself time, and finally be able to create a sustainable, profitable business. Let's get into it. Today's podcast is brought to you by the Zero to Hero Coach Program. This is my four-month program teaching coaches and online service providers how to grow your online business, book clients consistently, overcome your sales fears, and finally rock your social media visibility. If you struggle to create a sustainable coaching business, this program is for you. Check out HaleyRowe.com and book your free strategy call with my team or myself today. Thank you. I am live today with Heather H. Bennett, and she is a branding expert. She's going to tell you a little bit more about herself But we are both in the Chicago area, and Heather was one of my guest speakers in the Zero to Hero Coach Inner Circle. So my clients got a real treat when they got to learn a little bit more about branding and how to aesthetically grab attention and uh, be be memorable. And I thought it would be great to have Heather on the podcast as well so you could get a sneak peek into some of her tips. So Heather, why don't you just introduce yourself first and then we'll go from there. Thank you, Haley. It's so nice to have another conversation with you. I really enjoyed um, our conversations before. So I am a marketing strategist. I've been working with entrepreneurs and executives for about 20 years, helping them with their personal, professional, and business brands. Um, I help them connect the dots between their mission and their brands and their bottom line, as well as the stakeholders and customers that they serve. Um, I am also an author of a book, Fun and Fulfilling Careers, One Question at a Time, which reached a bestseller list for Amazon. And I love helping people find the work they love. Love it. Awesome. So yeah, you have a wide variety of expertise. And one of the things I would love to know, because I work with a lot of health and life coaches who are just starting Mm -hmm. out, what are some things to consider when you're starting to determine who do you want to be as a brand? How do you start to get clear on that? Maybe mm-hmm. they have an idea about, you know, the kinds of topics they want to coach on or maybe their niche a little bit. Like I want to work with women who are 40 to 50 years old, you know, mm-hmm. but how do you start to get clear on, first of all, what is a brand and how do you start to get clear on what that's going to look like for an individual? Well, specifically for um, those health and wellness coaches, um, so much of the work they do is very intimate, very personal, very based on the relationships they have with their clients. So branding wise, it really has to be about their personal brand and what they're bringing um, to that relationship and to those interactions with the clients. I would start with understanding yourself. I mean, it really is, there's a lot of self-awareness at the beginning of creating a business. You need to understand, um, you know, it'll move forward, you know, there's other things to do down the line, but if you start with knowing who you are, what you've brought 
to that point in your life and to wanting to start that business? You know, what's the passion behind what drove you um, to get the certification or to want to spend more time um, with those clients and understand the skills, the talents, you know, the other areas um, that have gone through all of the experience that you, you've brought to that point? Because there's there's a good chance that there were things you were doing in your past jobs you know, going back, looking at your career that are also going to be the reason why you succeeded this one. So looking at all of that. So start with yourself, like really do a nice deep dive in self-awareness. Nice. Yeah. And I think one of the things that um, I always ask when it comes to putting out content, I always tell my clients to ask, what do I want people to feel? What do I want Mm -hmm. them to know? And what do I want them to do? And with your colors and with your brand, I think it's very similar. How do you want people to feel? Yeah. And and what do you want them to like think of you associated with, right? So when you say um, thinking about your own journey and kind of what got you to where you are and, and how you're forming those, how coaching is very personal, um, mm-hmm. what would be some ways that they could get clear on like, what is my personal brand personality? Like, do they just think about how they are in life? Or is there something they should like, um, like an exercise they should go through or something like that, that they could do to start to get more clear about that? Yes. So first you start with the self-awareness and then to get more clarity as to what your personal brand and how it's going to interact with this new job, this this new um, role that you're playing, this new you know endeavor, um, because I, I, it helps for these coaches to think of themselves as an entrepreneur. They are starting their own businesses. So, given that, to get clarity, um, you start with yourself, but then you also have to look at the market and see what else is out there and what makes you unique compared to everyone else. And then that final piece, I think if you're thinking of like three basic things that have to get done for any health and wellness coach, um, that final piece is to understand the pain points. And I know you've done a great job. I've been listening to your podcast and you do a really good job explaining that specific area, like how your coaches need to focus on what the clients need and what specifically they're doing. So Um, So those would be, that would be like the three ways I would do, I would get um, clarity in terms of who, and and you really touched on the most important thing is to focus on that niche. You can't be all things to all people. And if you can really like hone exactly what area and who you're approaching and who you're talking to, everything else is so much more clear. Definitely. Definitely. Yeah. Nice. So I hear what is the market doing? What is your niche? want or want to see and then what is your personality and kind of that balance of those three and mm-hmm. when you say um you know something i want to when i when i hear brand i think of colors logo um maybe like the vibe itself like are they funny or are they very serious or is it very professional and formal mm-hmm. or is it very casual so like tell me what are am i missing anything are there more things to a brand like kind of define um, a little bit more about what they what somebody needs to think about when it comes to their brand components. Yes, and it, it is all of the like what you just described, those like visual, you know, quick things that you consider part of a brand. But it's also goes to what you discussed earlier, the emotional 
and like how you're relating and more specifically being consistent is what can you authentically bring to every communication, every interaction with your potential or current clients that they will know is always there. And that can be, you know, that can be the visual stuff, but it could also be the wording, you know, the communications, the cadence of when you're reaching them, the, you know, they need to be, um, they need to be confident that you're going to be consistent, that they can rely on the way you're interacting with them. Love that. Yeah. Like, so when you're reading something from them, knowing it's their voice, it's like, oh, there's, there's so-and-so again, being funny, cracking jokes or using slang or whatever it is. Mm -hmm. I love that. So like your copywriting style is really important. And then the other thing is, um, you you mentioned something earlier. So when it comes to um, consistency, I just posted a quote yesterday. It was like, trust builds consistency or consistency Mm -hmm. builds trust. So when you are showing up consistently in a certain way, your audience knows what to expect. And there's just this kind of like, ah, okay, like I know what I'm getting myself into. I know I love watching this person's lives. Like I know they do it in this structure. And you just, your brain, our brains really like knowing what to expect, right? So one of the things that um, I hear my clients struggle with sometimes is they might want to change their niche or they might want to, Uh, change the way they're doing something early on in their business, because during that time, they're testing different things and they're kind of figuring themselves out. So how does somebody who maybe doesn't have their brand totally locked down, doesn't have it like a logo or anything yet, um, and maybe their posts are looking different each post and not super formatted in one way, how can they, any tips for them as far as like, being able to put themselves out there before they have all of this figured out? Yes. I Okay. So most businesses um, should constantly be trying to uh, improve, right? Continuous improvement, continuous learning. Humans, we, we need to always be learning, always be continuously improving. So if you're going to start out, um, be brave and go for it and start out. But the key is exactly what you said. It's testing. And Where I see um, a lot of entrepreneurs failing at this point is because they don't take the time to do the testing and then they don't do that like postmortem of whether or not it worked. They don't take the time to use the analytics um, to understand what worked and what didn't. And, you know, it's like a silly, it's health and wellness. I can say this. It's like a good skincare routine. If you don't stick to it for at least a few weeks to a few months, you're never going to know if it's going to work. So um, the same applies towards advertising, brand communication, online, social media. If you don't stick to it for a certain amount of time to build a little bit of that consistency so you can see if that version's working, you're never going to know if it is or not. So right. that would be my thing is take the time to really do the testing and it's okay to do testing. Testing means that you try one thing, do that for a while, take down, you know, whether it's working or not, then you try another thing and do that for a while and then compare the two. So that's what I would advise. Yeah. I think it's like, we need to embrace that part of the journey. Mm -hmm. I think so many people are like, but I just want it to be perfect the first time around and (laughs) you cannot get around it. You have to do it. You have to have some things be changed and look weird and 
transition and <laughs> all the things. And I think early, the earlier you can start to do that when you do have a smaller audience and you are still building up, the better. Because it's one thing when you're Kim Kardashian and all of a sudden you decide to just do things completely differently. Um, and it's another thing to be new and you don't have a lot of followers and you don't have a lot of people used to what you're doing. And so it's more flexible at that time. Like people aren't going to be like, what? Like I've known you <laughs> for so long and now, you know, you're doing this. So um, I think that's a really good tip. And what are some branding don'ts or no no's or things that you see out there that that's just not good for business? Um. I think the most important thing is not listening. If you're not listening to your customer or your, your client, in this case, your clients, um, you're missing the boat big time. If, um, because they'll tell you what they want. They'll tell you what they need. And if you're not getting the enough information, that means you need to go to them and ask them and figure out like, what do you need? You know, that's, I think one of the podcasts I was listening to that you were mentioning, um, doing polling. And, and really, you know, trying to elicit that discussion and that conversation with your customer. If you don't listen, um, you, you really are not going to be able to give them what they need. So that would be where I would start um, nice. to prevent failure, failure in, in a business. Okay. Yeah, I totally agree. And I think the other thing is um, having systems set up so that you're constantly getting that feedback. Like one of the mm -hmm. things that I, the reason why I never run out of content ideas is because constantly I'm on discovery calls with my ideal client, hearing what they're struggling with. Or when people join my Facebook group, they fill out some pending member questions where they say what's their goal or what's their struggle. So I constantly know what they need to hear, what they want Facebook lives about, you know, stuff like that. And I think the other, so if you build that into your business, like you maybe have in your email series, like a question where people can reply and say what they're struggling with, or you do a poll once a week on Instagram or whatever, just like building it into your routine could be a really good way to keep tabs on what your audience needs and things like that. So what are some ways um, that we can stand out with our brand? Because I think a lot of times too, people think, oh, well, I have to, you know, my brand has to be like, either just super outlandish and novel and not like anyone else. And sometimes that holds us back because we're like, well, I don't think I'm special. I don't think this is special enough. So how do we kind of help uh, ourselves stand out? And what would you say to that? Um, so back definitely to the whole consistency thing, just by being consistent visually and with messaging and with cadence and time, on how you're reaching out and connecting um, and listening to your customer, just having that consistency will automatically make you stand out. And then, you know, second, you were talking about really the mindset and like really pushing back that imposter syndrome. And, you know, because it is a little nerve wracking to put yourself out there, especially when it's a new business or you're going into a new area. Um, one of the best ways to combat that is to be authentic is to really recognize that you don't need to be someone else and that your your strength and your power in terms of, of standing out will come from being your authentic self and sharing that. I love that. Yeah, two points that are really good is just being consistent and staying the course is what helps you stand out. That's so true. Mm -hmm. And then the other thing you just said was, um, 
what was it? You, the last statement you just said. Oh my gosh, it's losing my. I'm losing it. It was oh, just just being authentic. Authentic. Okay. Yeah. Right. So I think oftentimes we think our brand needs to be fancy and you know <laughs> like really different than who we are. And I think for the coaching industry in particular, it actually should be more like who you are because it is a personal brand. And you do want to establish like a certain expectation or a certain, um, you know, you probably have words in mind of how you want people to feel when they look at your brand. But if you can't upkeep, I think what you're saying is like, if you can't upkeep mm -hmm. your brand message and how you show up and in your videos and your writing and all that, and there's like this disconnect between how your website looks and then how you show up in real life, that can be maybe costing your brand a little bit or a, a problem, right? So um, one of the things that I would love to know from you is when somebody, like you have a book that has some questions in it, I think, right? Yes. To, okay. And what's the book called again? It's fun and fulfilling careers, one question at a time. Okay. And it's helping people with their, what is their brand vibe? Yeah, it's really helping them connect their personal brand to um, if they're doing a career transition or trying mm -hmm. to uh, advance in their career. And then also for entrepreneurs, um, for people starting new businesses, it really helps them get a hold of what their personal brand is. And the reason why the second half of the title is one question at a time is because this is a very in-depth process and it takes time. And one of the things that my clients have told me they really like about my approach to this is that I break it down into these easy to do um, segments. So these easy to do tasks and exercises so that it's not overwhelming and that you can go through it, you know, in your own time and um, and really get to understand you and your brand and how it relates to your business and to your end user and customer um, without it just being overwhelming all at once. So, right. yeah. I love it. Well, is there any questions or an exercise or something you can take from the book? Maybe share like three questions from the book or uh, exercise from the book that our audience could use or look into? Um, one of the ones I do normally at the very beginning of working with a client is, and I think this applies to um, to the people you work with, the health and wellness coaches, is, is getting to understand your passion and why you're doing, you want to do the work you're doing. So we start with um, discussing like what they enjoyed when they were younger when they were children, when they were kids, teens, when they had the luxury of not having to worry about paying taxes and mortgages and all the things that like a business you have to eventually get to, um, you know, to be profitable. But if you go back before that and really think about how you were choosing to spend your time, whether um, that's activities or exercises or what you read, what you did, what video games you played, what toys you played with, who you hung out with and how you chose the friends to be with, um, you start to understand what's important to you and what's at the core of your passion. And by understanding that, you'll be able to see why you're probably getting into um, 
you know, the health and wellness sector that you're getting into now and what and why that's important to you. Once you understand that, it's so much easier to be authentic about um, why you're doing this and to be passionate in your communication and in the work you do with your clients. I love that. Yeah. I have a section too in my program called What Is Your Why? And we do it yeah. at the beginning because if you're going to have something that's carrying you, you got to have something that's carrying you through when things get hard or when there's obstacles or you have to learn a new tech skill you don't want to learn and you think it doesn't apply, <laughs> but you're like, but I have to learn this so that I can get my mission out there. I can get my word out there. Right. So um, we do walk through a little bit of that. But I love the idea of thinking about when you're a kid and and what you liked. And you'll notice common themes. Like I know for me, I love like I would always play teacher and I would like I loved teaching and I loved like showing examples and like, you know, just having that relationship. And so that kind of relates to what I do today or like I love performing. I love talking to people. So, you know, again, relates to what I do today. So um Really good tips there. And what would you say is something you'd recommend to a new coach when they're like freaking out? Like they're like, okay, I got to figure out my logo. I got to figure out my brand colors. I just don't know what to pick. Maybe they're feeling a little indecisive. Maybe they're feeling a little lost. What um, advice would you give to them? Well, specifically for that example, the brand colors um, is to look around you. Look at the clothes you like wearing, the colors you have in your environment, the ones you choose to have in your home. Um, grab, you know, magazines or, you know, look at Pinterest boards um, of places you like to travel or things you like to do and start seeing if there's textures and colors and images um, that you're naturally drawn to. So, I mean, we're lucky we have, it's so easy for us to just get online and go like peruse, you know, YouTube or Pinterest or Instagram, you know, Instagram's great too, because if you look at a bunch of different Instagrams, they have like the, what I call the checkerboard, where you've got those nine, basically nine posts that show up at once when you look at someone's profile, um, see which ones resonate with you, because that will help guide you to what you should be choosing. And then you can layer on the top of that, the psychology behind color and understanding what different colors mean, you know, based on the culture and the people that you're trying to reach um, and layer that on top of it. So, you know, doing a little bit of research and giving yourself some time, I always recommend that people spend, um, like one of the first homework assignments I normally give uh, most of my clients is to take a 10 minute walk this week. And whether that's because they've, you know, just neglected, you know, exercising, which we all need. Um, or if it's something where they're having that process where they're really undergoing a lot of angst in terms of decision making, be like, take a 10 minute walk, just let your mind, you know, ruminate on what's going on, let it flow, look around you react. And sometimes having that space to open up your mind will bring in some of the clarity as to what colors or logos or what direction you should go in, in terms of your taglines even. Love it. Yes. I believe in that so much. I've solved problems on my walks in the sauna or in my journal. <laughs> Those <Yes>. are my <laughs> where I'm like, I have a problem. I'm going on a walk. <laughs> so, I did, did that this morning. I was in the pool yeah. swimming and like one of the businesses I, I run, I, I literally was thinking about how am I going to solve this? How am I going to solve this? And a completely new way to find mm -hmm. a solution came into mind. I was like, yes. All right, let's go. I love that. Actually, yesterday I was trying to figure out, I have these old forms on my website that aren't working anymore. And I, 
for some reason, my brain thought the only way to solve it was to fix the forms and sync them with my email CRM. But then I like wrote down the problems and the things I needed to fix and, the, and I put it on paper. And then I was like, wait, why wouldn't I just remove the forms and embed yeah. directly from my email <laughs> CRM system? Like, why wasn't I thinking that? But it is so true. Like when you take a step back, you're able to actually digest the situation. And I think the other thing is, you eventually you just have to come to a decision and i think yeah. there's so much pressure to make the right decision of my colors or you know is this going to resonate with everybody in, and or you know whatever and i think at some point you just have to decide and make the best possible decision that you could have made so um one other thing i wanted to ask you is when you're deciding like your colors your tagline etc um can you tell us a little more about colors and like fonts and what they mean like for example red means you know bold and sporty or like is there yeah. any tell us more about the psychology yeah and I'm, I'm trying to think specifically for like health and wellness um because that is such a broad spectrum there's a very big difference between somebody who's like a a high intensity trainer versus a meditation or yoga coach so you think about what each of those is trying to accomplish a high you know impact intensity you know, a personal trainer is trying to get you to burn calories and use your muscles properly and do that. And it's, it's really like needs to be high energy. Think of the music even that goes behind something like that. Um, so that would be very energetic, happy, positive colors. So we're talking like orange, um, maybe a little bit of yellow because yellow is like an intention getter. Um, red also very powerful. But then you go to the other end of the spectrum where you're working with someone who's health and wellness that may be more focused on meditation or yoga or even like essential oils and using those. Um, so thinking about that, that needs to be a more inward contemplative feel. So for that person, it's going to be those softer colors, the pastels, something calming or something very rich and deep, like a dark plum or deep midnight blue or something that's really almost um, invoking that like coming into your inner person and really more of that inner work. Um, so that, that, that would be like some examples for. I love it. Great tips. Now for fonts, I see a lot of my clients wanting to use cursive fonts that are hard to read. And yeah, <laughs> I have very strong opinions on that. What are your thoughts on that? Okay, if, if people cannot read what you're writing, then it's useless. So um, every, okay, so every brand should have a cursive font that they can go to if needed. Okay, so that's always necessary, but they should also have a very clear, easy to read font for basic communication. Now, where um, the cursive font can kind of interject is what you talk about the logo. A logo could have a cursive font in it because it's functioning as like a visual entity. So that's probably the one area I would say you could get away with a cursive font that you wouldn't be as concerned with them being able to read it. But for most of the communication, I mean, don't make people's life hard. You want them to make a decision to hire you, to spend money on what you're doing. If they can't read what you're asking or what the call to action is, 
you know, they're, they're never going to do it. Right. <laughs> they're going to spend that money. Yeah. Great point. Yeah. My logo is actually just my name. Um, and it's Hickory. That's a, I didn't even think about it. That's an excellent example of why it's okay to do a cursive font there. Yeah. But it's even, even my cursive font is not like a hard one. It's like Hickory Jack. No. It's kind of like half cursive, half not. <laughs> um, and I don't use it. I actually purposely barely ever use it. I use yep. the easy ones because you're right. You don't want to make this hard. And I also think you got to think about your ideal clients and like my, some of my ideal clients are older ladies, not, not like, and not in a bad way, but like over 40, you know, and mm -hmm. they want to start their business as a coach, health coach or something. And, um, I know firsthand that they need a little bit bigger font sometimes because they got the readers. Or Guilty. Yeah. <laughs> yes. like, so yeah. I like cater to that. I'm like, okay, yeah. we're going to make it a little bigger and that's yeah. all right. Right. Yeah. So, um, keeping in mind who the reader is too, is, is also important. So, um, really good tips today, Heather. Is there anything else you'd say to a coach who wants to start building their brand? Um, but you know, just doesn't know where to start or maybe, you know, one, one piece of advice you want to leave them with? I think the best thing I could tell them is to reach out to their network, talk to their friends, the people who know them best and, um, and be willing to listen to a lot of advice. Don't be afraid to go to a mentor or to approach someone to be a mentor because they've been there before and, most of the time they are more than delighted to help you on your path. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. And one thing actually too, we could leave them with is get three adjectives that your people would describe you by like um, yes. your friends and family. I think I did this once and it was very, very interesting just to be like, cause sometimes we think we're a certain way, but other people see us very differently. So it would be a good exercise to maybe see, I wonder like what kind of, uh, adjectives are they is it like warm caring or is it more like you know educational lo lo logical like it would just be very interesting to get that feedback from your audience so um where can everybody connect with you heather and get your book and all the things a good place to start would be my website which is heatherhbennett.com or you can find me on linkedin um i'm at twitter at creative brand ch um, so easy to find me there, but, um, or creativebrandcoach.net. Awesome. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for coming today. And, um, I love that you have a book on Amazon and congrats on your bestseller. Everybody can thank you. check it out there. Right. And, um, I'll talk to you soon. All right. Thanks so much, Haley. Thanks. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. And if you liked it and want to reserve your very own free sales audit, go to HaleyRowe.com slash strategy hyphen call to book your very own free sales audit. On the call, we'll talk more about the common concerns you get from your ideal clients, how to overcome those concerns, how to coach through objections, how to change your mindset around sales and improve your sales process so you can be closing and converting more clients. I can't wait to connect with you and go to HaleyRowe.com slash strategy hyphen call to take the first step. Thanks so much. Have a good day.